my nose is better, more room for cocaine. There you go, baby. Do and blow. Part two. John Hastings in his 30s. The divorce years. Ooh, yeah. Divorce, but still married. Getting ready for it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She doesn't let me sleep in the bed anymore, mm. but she won't get a divorce because she's French Catholic. Yeah. Yolo. Good thing that I got a big giant coke problem so I don't need to sleep. Sold the bed. <laughs> Why do I need a bed if I'm doing yak all day? <laughs> ga, 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 ga. I just replaced it with a poker table that I piss on. Yeah, I also sold the toilet because I only piss on flat surfaces. I yeah, want- my coke shits fit really easily into these water bottles, so I just shit in the water bottles now. I want to see where the liquid spreads. <laughs> oh, I want to see where the liquid spreads too, and it spreads right to Vince McMahon Sr. Part 1, John. Ladies and gentlemen, let's strap in for... If Vince McMahon is evil, then this is the egg that, he, that uh, encased him... Well, he learned uh, how to do steroids in the 70s. Like, my God, no one has ever looked like an Irish villain more than Vince McMahon Sr. Just permed hair, always at a steakhouse, notorious for just holding dimes. (laughs) Always at a steakhouse is a very subtle... Well, if you watch The Irishman, like, every scene is in a steakhouse. Yeah. Well, of course, we have the money, so we're having steak. And now my impression of Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. Um, uh, um, uh, um, uh, um, Hoffa. Steak. Mmm, wine and steak. Do you ever think about just- Have him killed. How, there, like, plump, there must be a point if you studied the shit of North America- there was a point in the mid-2000s where it got so much softer. Like, in the 70s, everyone was just eating, sh- like, flour and red meat and then dead. Yeah, everyone was just like, oh, there's a god, <laughs> so I'll just eat terribly and then die and then I'll be in heaven. Yeah. And then people like, wait, wait, what if there's no god? I better eat all these grains. Yeah. I'm- and that's health. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, you guys didn't hear, by the way? Dylan's converted to Santeria since he was in Los Angeles. Oh, yes. Uh, the California sun kissed my skin and said, Dylan, whatever Santeria is, is your new religion. It's a combination <laughs> of voodoo and Catholicism. It's f- And Catholicism? Yeah, it's for those people. I cast a spell on you, making you a six-year-old. Let's fuck. I mean, <laughs> the, like, I wish that that wasn't true, but that's probably what they're up to. I don't know. That's why there's so many candles for sale in various Los Angeles grocery stores. That's how shaving your pubes got started. That was the Catholic Church. Is that true? Yeah, they were like, shave uh, man's pubes and then suck him off. You could pretend he's nine. Oh, my God. It's true. Oh, I can't wait it's... for the no context rest review clip of that one. Can't wait for that one. That's in the <laughs> That's in the Bible part three. The Catholic Bible only. <laughs> yeah, that Dylan wrote. Oh, you guys didn't know? Dylan is an Epstein apologist. Well, most people are like, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Dylan is like, he is a martyr for the cause. There was a guy who did, uh, I think it was Keith. 
I don't know what the card was for, but it seemed to be a comment card <laughs> like a fast food place. And he signed uh, he signed his name Jeffrey Epstein Jr., which is is good stuff. <laughs> I was like, I don't know who you're tweeted at us. I don't know. Oh, he tweeted that at us. That's good stuff. Then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't just do that. He, I wasn't. Just, I didn't just catch this man, and I was that's like, what, "Yo, that's what hey, sick joke!" You found the only other guy in the world that would find that funny and not as a <laughs> red flag. Yeah, the, <laughs> that's what it seemed like. You were just hanging out at a fast food place. Yo, you you fill out the comment cards too. Jeffrey Epstein Jr. Whoa! Oh, it's a joke. That's a shame. <laughs> My friends did have a party at a Wendy's one time because for a short time they were asking for. What are you talking about? They had, they were asking for feedback. Wendy's was, and if you completed a survey, you got a uh, like a kid's hamburger, and uh, they just hung out at Wendy's all day, picking up receipts of people left at tables, and they got like 50, 60 receipts, and then just completed all of the. Uh, surveys, and then they got fucking 60 burgers. And they got drunk and had 60 burgers. The George W. Night. Bush's second term was a real low dirge moment for humanity. Like, it was pre-economic meltdown. So everyone has a Hummer. All of the clothes were terrible. The visor was the hat of the day. And people just did such weird shit. No one thinks about this during the financial crash, but you know what's really actually totally gone now that was huge for like 10 years while the economy was great is gel in your hair as a man. <laughs> it's done now. That's an ex- The company Dippity Doo was like, it was these brothers who were probably like, we're fucking, this will never stop. Yeah. People are going to want to look like Bart Simpson, but in real life for years, and we're at the start of it, and then just one day it all collapsed. Yeah, people didn't realize that their response to the economic crash was like, well, my dad now, his retirement plan is to live under a bridge, so I'm just going to look like a hobo. Let me tell you who never was going to be a hobo. <laughs> people- Vince McMahon, yo. Vince McMahon Sr. <laughs> YOLO, hashtag. Vince McMahon Jr. is the story of a man who just was raised by a guy who thought you could be as distant with his son as he could as his father was with him and it backfired i mean i think that vince mcmahon senior was somehow more distant the fact that vince mcmahon jr has the day in his life where he met his dad yeah that's true uh, so yeah, Vince McMahon. No, but Vince McMahon Jr.'s dream was I want to be a wrestler like Jerry Graham. He meets his father, a wrestling promoter. First thing his father does, no, McMahon's don't wrestle. Um, I didn't know you existed until five seconds ago. Yeah, and five seconds ago you were a pussy, and now you realize you're a man, and men don't have dreams. You sleep blankly. You don't dream. Dreams are for women, and they are for homosexuals. A straight man. <laughs> it's black. Ness. It's nothing. You're asleep. Your dream is when you're alive. That's why you shape the world in your own image. And if you can't do that, what are you, Vince? You're a girl. What's worse than being a girl? Nothing. Yeah, it's the whole, I made you. Now defend yourself. Chairs serve a purpose, Vincent. Not women. That was, by the way, <laughs> that was that was Vince McMahon Sr.'s tramp stamp. You didn't think that that man had a tramp stamp? He's the inventor of it. He invented a couple of things. One, not paying your workers, Vince McMahon Sr. Two, getting a phrase you like tattooed right above your ass. So when people are watching you shit, which he made people do a lot, 
because that was your punish. That was your reward. You got to see him shit because he he felt that he was the best at it. Didn't use a toilet, much like a man coming down from a high cocaine sesh. He just do it on a table so it would roll around. <laughs> yeah, that was John's trademark. Bop on the table after you pop some in your nose. Mm. Look at this new nose John has. He's getting so much more air in it. Oh, so much more air. Time to do. Time no longer have to crunch up the cocaine. I can just do full crystals. Yeah, you can just mash it in. Did you know this? Where did Vince McMahon Senior go to public school? PS sixty nine. I got confused nice, in the nice, research nice. by how Hobson wrote this. Was Jeffrey Epstein's dad the headmaster of PS sixty nine, or is that just a f- no? Okay, that was a joke. He's just making a joke. I couldn't tell. Jesus Christ, John, the comedian. <laughs> I like. First of so all, wait a minute. Why were the Pope? And an Irishman Hang and on. a Spaniard on a boat in the middle of the ocean. I don't think the Pope <laughs> would just be left on a life raft with Raquel Welsh. I'm just saying. With an I-, <laughs> I feel like there would be a rescue. Uh, there would be some sort of rescue attempt. Yeah. Raquel Welsh is not young enough for the Pope. Those aren't buoys. <laughs> She's five. That's the punchline. <laughs> yeah, that's the accurate. So Vince Jr. wanted to be a boxer, and apparently he was uh, pretty good at it, which must have been, sh- which also probably expels why Vince McMahon Sr., sorry, Vince McMahon Jr. had a lifelong, This it's going to be hard to remember that he is Vince Jr., uh, had a lifelong obsession with bodybuilding because he probably could never beat up his dad. No, no, it's he didn't think he could beat up his dad because his dad was smart enough. He's like, oh, this kid's 12. I'm an adult. If I'm not careful here, he will know that I'm prone because I'm mostly bowel cancer at this point. So I better crush his spirit quickly. That way, once I'm gone, he'll still always fear me. (laughs) Exactly, baby. So 1935, Vince Sr. and his friend uh, just literally walk, uh, bump right into two cops on a bus. When it makes a sharp turn, resulting in a push, and they <laughs> they get in a fight with the cops. The McMahon family motto: the McMahon family motto is uh, aggression is met with aggression, even though when it's not aggression. Uh, was that a sneeze, or did That's you just call my funny. or did you just call my mother a slut? It was a sneeze. Oh, you're saying my mom's not a slut? She's very attractive. That's very like you look at Vince McMahon senior and you don't think this guy probably got bumped into by a cop and was like what's the fucking problem here bitch to the cop yeah but again this is again the 30s this is a time before cops at this point probably had he had a truncheon maybe and this is also you know this is a time before people realize that we live in a society like this is literally a time where it's like you you take what you need and you get what you can get and guess what no fucking Irish cop tells me what to do. You're also Irish. Yeah, not from that part of Ireland. I'm from a different part. Fuck that guy. Yeah, exactly. If you beat up the cop, you're the cops now. Yeah, that's how that works. That's how the fire department was started, <laughs> is that before they just let fires burn, and then someone put out the fire and went, I am fire. I am the fireman. So New York- Yeah, someone put out the fire and was like, whoa, just made good f- idea. Just made fire my bitch. 1940, uh, Vince Sr. is working at a newspaper and living with his parents. Yeah, That's like a cute. fucking bitch. Yeah, like a fucking bitch because he got the shit fucked out of him by those cops. Yeah, what? They fucking shit kicked him. 
1942, he entered the U.S. Coast Guard, which is the weirdest fucking move <laughs> ever. Uh, also, yeah, he, he never in- served in World War II because he was uh, he couldn't beat up those cops. Yeah, he, he never served in World War II because he was a fucking pussy bitch and was just like, I'll be in the Coast Guard because I want to protect the dolphins from the other dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> what if someone's mean to these dolphins? Um, I just like, by the way, that Vince McMahon Sr. was getting ready for the classic American oligarch make sure I don't go in the military during a conflict, but kind of fucked it up and still ended up in a branch of the Navy that has to protect the ports. That's very good. Yeah. Yeah, when the ports, when basically it's like he went from fighting uh, the Nazis to fighting the Italians. Yeah, well, like, this is a time, because bear in mind, they were bracing for an intense invasion, especially on the East Coast. Of the ports. Also, this would uh, set him up well for doing business in New York in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, which was who was actually guarding the ports, especially on the East Coast. It was the mafia. Now, I'm not saying that Vince McMahon Sr. had anything to do with organized crime. I am saying I guarantee he put some money in envelopes for those guys because there's no way you're... You have to. There's no way you're promoting in New York City in the 50s and 60s without paying off the five... It's just not going to fucking happen. Yeah, there's no way you can do that, and there's no way you can promote two men beating each other to, sh- to shit in a ring and not pay a criminal enterprise. Like, that's just a thing. That's still a thing. Yeah, no, that's just what happened. Uh, Vince, the, the UFC, go ahead. the guys who founded the UFC were, like, pretty loosely involved with the mob, but still involved with the mob, of course. They just hate unions. So they're the mob, stringing the mob that doesn't like the Teamsters, so it doesn't get represented as much. They're what I would call the um, Tommy Dreamer mob associates. Not in the mob, have some fun stories. Mob adjacent. Yeah. Which they are lucky enough to be. It's like how, Vince, di- so how Dylan is with the sex yeah. industry. Never bought a prostitute, follows a lot of them on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, I follow them. I just go, uh, hey, what's up? I DM them like, ooh, baby, nice. Yeah. You, but I'm the guy who... It's not compliments about anything sexual. It's more just commenting on the things in the background of their JOI videos. Hey, where'd you... A red laptop? <laughs> JOI. What? Jackoff encouragement. That's what that means, right? Jackoff instruction. Instru- oh, instruction. I thought it was like, oh, encouragement's with an E. For, year, for a whole year, I thought it was like, you're doing great. <laughs> I thought people would watch the videos and then just be like, uh, hey, man, you're, you're really doing a good job at jacking off to me. It shows the positive <laughs> nature of Dylan, Dylan got sexuality is that he's like, you know what I want to watch is someone watching me jack off just being like, hey, man, doing good. Uh, no, they are. They're reading, they're reading a book and being like, hey, uh, good job. You're going to get this done quick. You're really going to get back to what you have to do today. Let me tell you who loves JOI videos. All English people. It's everything they've ever wanted. It's sexual. There's a structure. And it's someone sternly telling them what to do. Yes. They need it. They're designed to be bossed around. I had no idea what they were. And then someone dropped it in conversation. And every English person was just like, oh, you never watched a JOI video? And I was like... No, man, I'm I'm into just sex. I'm into just two, maybe a lady and a lady, maybe a fella and a lady, maybe a fella and a fella and a lady and a lady, just putting it in. John Hastings needs results out of his sexual encounters. Why did they, why did they, they even do this then? Yeah. Where's the baby? Yeah. He wants to see the baby. He watches videos of babies being born after he watches porn just so he feels like it was worth something. As we all know, I'm... I go real deep amateur style because I'd like to believe that they're enjoying it. And it's getting harder and harder to find. I want actual amateur 
both people have consented to post the video and they just want to make some money. Because, listen, I'm not giving up porn, but I'm also trying to protect my morals. And I got to tell you, that slope is slippery. What's making it slippery? My jizz. <laughs> yeah, I only watch uh, organic wrestling. Get the fuck out of here, John. I watch the big stuff where I know, did this woman get paid? Someone responds no, and I go, good. Yeah, well, that's the difference between that's all my comments. I'm part of the solution, and Dylan is literally the problem. He's a, he, like, if... That's why my Pornhub my Pornhub login is John Hastings one, and it's a picture of you. Oh, that's weird because my <laughs> and then I wrote, I'm John Hastings, and I exactly wrote your address. <laughs> it's so weird because my Pornhub is just your name and then your phone number, and the password is your wife's name. That's not true. <laughs> essentially, okay. Again, essentially, Vince McMahon was raised by Jess McMahon. Jess McMahon was never around because he was promoting the business. At a certain point, Jess McMahon, because this is what you would do, especially if you had a successful business, is you bring your sons into it. He brought in Vince Sr., and Vince Sr. was perfectly placed. As the, the precursor to the NWA fell apart because it was five people that fucking hated each other who for no reason entered into a business agreement and essentially created the basis of wrestling, which is things like the ho whole language of kayfabe was from tele um, uh, telegraph operators, as we all know, uh, and telegrams is so you wouldn't say... Um, you wouldn't say no one wins. You would say have the and what they would use is they would use the actual place the wrestler was from. So let's say if it's the Road Warriors, they are kayfabe, quote unquote, from Chicago, but they're actually from Minneapolis. So you would have uh, two guys from Minneapolis go to Broadway, which means Road Warriors in their match goes full length time limit draw. So that's how you would send the finishes. Vince McMahon, or Jesse McMahon rather, alliance with Tootsmont, because Jesse McMahon was involved with the New York promoter but wasn't the face of the New York promotion. When it all fucking ends in tears, Vince, uh, Vince's dad, Jess, takes over. Jess dies at like 60 going to a boxing event and refusing to say his son's name because you don't say your goddamn son's name. You acknowledge your daughters. Your sons, you just you sit there silently. You fuck. And Vince McMahon Sr. took over his uh, father's business, much in the way his son would take over his business, probably muttering under his breath, I'll show that old fuck how to do this thing I clearly hate. And yeah. <laughs> yep. August 18, 1945, once Vince McMahon has returned to New York, his first son is born, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yes. By the way, August 18, 1945, that's how old Vince McMahon is. Never forget, by the way, nope. Vince has a younger brother named Rod. Roderick McMahon, that no one talks about, no one acknowledges, clearly Vince hates this person. Because Vince shows his love by putting you on TV and then having a fat man shit in your mouth and then he goes, ha, 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 If he... I don't think so. I just do. Because if he is ignoring someone, that means I he don't know, man. hates them. He's made it... I don't think so. He's made it pretty clear he hates his mom as well because it, like, essentially Vince is... Vince Jr. was raised in an intensely chaotic and abusive um, relationship watching his mom go through a cadre of husbands. And instead of taking the healthy approach of seeing that this woman is essentially trying to create a support structure for her two sons, he views that as weakness because Vince McMahon's an awful, terrible, awful man and never really acknowledged his mom, as opposed to his dad, who clearly just was a fucking abandoner was just like, oh, well, this man deserves praise. He taught a bunch of drunks how to pretend hug, and he thought one Italian man with a hairy back was a key to success. 
<laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, like if you read on in the research, it's basically that uh, he was going to put Rod on TV, but then the Chris Benoit murders happened because Rod was going to take over the company. This was a pitch storyline, apparently, was Rod was going to take over the company after Vince died on TV. So they were going to get a new McMahon to appear on TV to boost ratings. And Rod has two friends in the company, that being Bruce Pitchard, and the second one is Ryback. Rod McMahon met Ryback at a Gold's Gym, and now they're friends. Because they love to work out. Yeah. Also, that's really good. After The Undertaker was pulled from StarCast 2, Conrad Thompson tried to book uh, Rod McMahon for StarCast 2, and Bruce Pitchard texted him asking him, What the fuck are you doing? Best thing in the entire world. This is why Conrad Thompson is going to do well in the wrestling business, because he gets it, which is, oh, you fuck me? Well, I'm going to fuck you, but in a really weirdly specific way. That's very, very funny. So Vince uh, Vince Sr. obviously is uh, quickly divorced, which does not happen in the 50s, which shows that uh, Vince McMahon Sr. is a man's man of a new type. <laughs> he is not sticking around. He had the she had the kids. He thought, I don't like the way you looks now. Yeah. I'm out. Why are boom? Why are they sucking on your tits? I suck on your tits. <laughs> Save some of that breast milks for old senior. Yeah. Oh. It's so weird to be like, I you had a son, I named it after me, now I'm leaving. I feel like if you're gonna name someone junior, you gotta stay. Like, no matter how shitty things get, you gotta stay. Because that's a fucking insane... That's insane, man. I name him me. Not only does he look like me, he's gonna act like me. In that he'll leave soon. Goodbye. Yeah, he's not gonna like you either. Uh, it's 1948. Uh, Vince is hired as a... Uh, um, general manager for a series of stadiums. By 1949, they started. Um, he starts putting his uh, wrestling business starts booming uh, uh, because it's revived by uh, television. The NWA agreement uh, is starting to be put in place. They dealt with a variety of invasions to try and uh, basically solidify their hold on fucking wrestling. Toots Mond is very much a part of uh, reviving wrestling at MSG. Uh, although New York was not considered the forerunner in wrestling, that's still very much um, a Chicago and Southern thing. Because that's the interesting thing is wrestling, as we always think of it, because the WWE has rewritten history, is that New York was the boom town of wrestling. Always. It's always been a Southern sport. Of course. Because the, in the South of the United States, yeah, of course. they love cool shit. Donkey basketball? Fuck yeah. Roller jam? Fuck yeah. Wrestling? <laughs> fuck Yeah. Gothic poetry, there's room for that as well. Would you like a sweet sugary drink that's somehow both refreshing and gets you fucked up? Because we got like nine of those, motherfucker. Who wants barbecue for breakfast? Exactly. And Vince McMahon uh, Jr. is very smart. Or sorry, Vince McMahon Sr. for Christ's sakes. I keep on fucking up that Jess McMahon wasn't also named Vince McMahon. That's so funny. Jess McMahon put himself next to Tootsmont. Tootsmont, uh, of course, being the colleague of, hey, here's my kid, help my kid out. So obviously Tootsmont and Vince Sr. start working together where Vince Sr. was smart. I don't know if this was smart. Obviously, we don't know what the man was thinking, but what it seems like is he sticks next to Tootsmont and tells Tootsmont basically stops being able to s promote well. And Vince 
Senior comes in and is very good at promoting. He, of course, uh, is working in smaller towns. It's not smaller towns, smaller arenas in New York, bringing in basketball games, concerts, and dances, which to me is very fun because it's an idea to scout a band, and it's I see the idea of scouting a dancer, but I just, like, what do you do? Walk up to just some people playing basketball in the street? Like, you guys, get uniforms. You're going to play in a stadium. Mm. What? Just get in the fucking stadium. Have you guys ever been paid an opportunity and not money? No. Well, get ready. Yeah, exactly. Basically, like they'll do now is they have stadiums like such as, uh, as we're talking about LA, uh, the Staples LA. Center has two basketball teams yeah. and a hockey team, yeah. so they have events every single day. Vince McMahon Sr. basically said, hey, why don't we just have events all the fucking time? Yeah. And then they did. The end. And like, and as like everything, wrestling benefits because if you guys don't know, if you're listening to a niche wrestling podcast, I'm sure you're uh, very adept in why wrestling was successful on TV. But basically, the McMahon family crest, by the way, is just the word opportunity being fucked by a man still wearing most of a suit. Yeah, it's a guy trying to get down the stairs in a cane, and a man about to push that man. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> and that the man with the cane is blindfolded, and at the bottom of the stairs is just a bunch of knives. But that being said, Vince Sr. did it in the proper way. Like, to misrepresent the fact that Jess McMahon and Vince Sr. were not very well-regarded businessmen is a lie. They were not Vince Jr. doing a buck knife full of blow and then telling Roddy Piper he's got a job while (laughs) texting his wife to leave him because that'd be funny. Like, it's not the same. He's, they're not the same person. No, they're not. He doesn't have to be the same person because the world doesn't move as fast. Like you said, he just like, what are we going to do? Um, How are we going to book the uh, Madison Square Garden show? Well, Toot Smot will send a pigeon. Yeah. We've just gotten a card. The pigeon died. So we'll just one, have to wait for another pigeon. One match. One wrestler. He just shows what holds he could have done if his opponent hadn't died in the war. <laughs> Which shows why it's so hard to be a wrestler now and so easy back then. Because it's like, in 1950, I, I know this is true. If you just hung out at Madison Square Garden and were six foot four, you're going to be a wrestler today. 100%. They're going to be like, uh, Bill got too drunk and had too much, as he's terming it in this uh, phone call I got, because he went to a gas station 60 miles away from his house fights with his wife so you're a wrestler now but bill you're winning the world title the more i think about it the more i just believe that bruno sammartino wasn't even an athlete he was just a guy near a sign that said wrestlers please and he went that's me yeah exactly Br- bruno sammartino was just a gym teacher and they were pressed they were near a school they ran in and he was just telling he was telling the people how the classy way to play dodgeball they were like you get in this get in here now but here's something fun. 1949, Orville Brown and Bobby Burns were seriously injured in a head-on collision. Why is this a thing? Why am I telling you yeah, this? Why? Because they were uh, in a feud at the <gasps> time, and that was the first of the many. Uh, hey, why are these guys riding together? One's a heel and one's a baby face. And another reason why uh, Bill Watts didn't want anyone uh, to ride together is because of, ooh, what if a, what if a newspaper article comes out that this thing where a guy has a finishing move that's <laughs> the other guy help, jump, helping him do it by jumping comes out that is fake. Wrestling being 
just said that it was real only worked in the South for a really long time, but boy, did it work. And I think we should go back to it. Yeah, it's no, it's real now. NWA power rules. I I've been I literally have been laying in bed for five days. So oh boy, did I watch some? Yeah, it's great. Did I watch some wrestling? Um, AEW power or AEW dynamite is really difficult to watch because they're trying to do Southern wrestling emotion with late '90s WCW energy and angles, and it just comes across so weirdly trite. If they do one more angle that involves someone getting the keys to a car. I'm going to fucking deflate Chris Jericho's weirdly bloated body. Yeah, it's Southern Wrestling meets Indie Wrestling meets Nitro. It's really weird. It's really weird. And also, Cody Rhodes, stop trying to be Ric Flair the people's champ. It's so unnerving. Yeah, Cody Rhodes is great because he's just taken every single gimmick he liked and just like did it. He's Triple H. He's uh, he's AEW Triple yeah, H. He- he's just like... I'm Ric Flair, but also my dad and my brother, and I'm also Diamond Dallas Page. Cool. Versus uh, Triple H being like, I'm Motorhead the Business Flair. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Ric Killmeister. Um, Still looking forward to when Ric Flair decides to leave the WWE and goes to AEW, because here's the one thing that's good about Ric Flair. When he is not under the watchful eye of the McMahons, ooh, yeah, I mean that'll be uh, that'll be full dementia, Ric Flair. It'll be good. Oh, so yeah. on full dementia, Ric Flair, we're gonna take a break and talk about Vince McMahon Senior's self-proclaimed ascent into the wrestling business that starts in 1952. We're all the way into 1952, guys. Mm. Yolo. Don't expect this type of brevity in the 80s. We'll be taking it year by year, and God damn it. We only have 67 more years to go in 51 more weeks. Mm. Fun. I'm bleeding from the head. Oh, hi, everyone. I think you're all wondering, does Dylan use condoms? No. And that's why you need to donate to Patreon, because he has a lot of children his wife doesn't know about. I am the king. I coined the phrase risky cream pie. (laughs) And you need to give to Patreon to help my maybe there's a baby fund. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. If you don't want to do that, uh, you're a fucking loser. But if you're still a fucking loser and you're okay with that, rate us on iTunes. It does help with the algorithms for old fucking uh, Steve Slobs' goddamn Apple things. So rate us on iTunes, rate us on SoundCloud, rate us in real life, 1 to 10. Here's a hint, we're both 10s. Ooh, I got a green drink and my bladder's empty. Let's talk about a man who died of cancer. YOLO. Vince Sr., 1952, December. His wrestling ascent begins because he purchases the booking rights to the Washington Territory... With silent partners, Nat Proctor, Philip Gray, and Charles O'Connell, from Gave Mendez for $60,000. Holy cool. fucking shit. So, who, who are his wrestlers here? The Zebra Kid, the Golden Terror, Swedish Angel, uh, Angelo Rocca, and Vern Gagne. Interesting stuff. Vern Gagne, who would become the complete how, antithesis of everything that a Vince McMahon wrestler would be. How the fuck old is Vern Gagne? Like, that's so fucking crazy that he wrestled for... Vince Senior in the early years. Wrestled for Vince Senior and was bankrupted by his son. So good. Well, he claims, by the way, he was bankrupted by the fact um, the state of uh, Minnesota took his country home away, which means Vince McMahon Jr. bankrupted him, but he can't admit it. Oh, it's fantastic. That's... (laughs) 
It's fucking awful, man. That's so sad that his country home was taken away, especially since he paid no one anything. Mm-hmm. It's like that's how bankrupted he was, he, even him who fucked over everybody. I mean, here's the thing. Vern Gagne, yeah, he got the shit kicked out of him by Vince McMahon. By the way, Vern Gagne would have kept Hulk Hogan if he hadn't insisted on, uh, I get 20% of you working somewhere else. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah, though. And all your merch as well. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. I get every t-shirt. Mm-hmm. So this is the really smart thing that Vince Jr. does or Vince Sr. does that I think we should talk about is that he's NWA adjacent, but he's not on the board. This is so smart. Because no, everyone who has a problem with the NWA... Now, if you listen to people do retrospectives of the NWA, you think, oh, they were around forever. No, they were around since 1948. That's when the NWA was formed. Is basically formed exactly like, I'm sure you guys have heard this, but it's formed exactly like how the uh, mob worked, which was you have the leaders of every territory, and the mob would do the leaders of the families, and you would come to a uh, off-site location at a remote place and talk about how each territory was going to share talent, or in most cases, as you all heard about, decide who the NWA champion is going to be. Now, the NWA represents that the world's champion since 1908, starting with George Hackenschmidt, that's not true, because the NWA didn't form for another 40 years. This just was a world champion, and there was a lot of people who would just take the world title and then not not be recognized. So it's a very murky history, the world champion, I... up until 1948, when it's completely decided upon. So really, there's been a world champion for... 1948 till 2020. How many years is that? That's uh, 72 years. Also, bear in mind, before this NWA, there was a National Wrestling Association that's not the National Wrestling Alliance, although the National Wrestling Alliance will occasionally say, no, that was us. Yes. Oh, it's exactly. so wrestling. Oh, it's so good. Uh, did you do that thing? Yeah. Uh, you weren't born yet. Uh, no, I did it, though. I'm really good. I was really proactive as sperm. <laughs> Nothing in wrestling is clean, essentially. There's no, like, clean, okay, the NWA formed in 1908 when everyone agreed. Yeah, no, no. You're the champion, George. No, it's not clean. There's And there's a bunch of double crosses, as we talked about in the Roderick Jess McMahon episode, that are not recognized of by the NWA at all. Because, basically, the guys won and lost the titles, like, every three weeks because he would be double-crossed and pinned. And the referee would be in on it, or all you need is, all you need is two people to be in on it, and you've got a new champion. Aside from that, Toots Mondit uh, was uh, promoting in Chicago, and Toots and Vince Sr. are making quite the power couple. Vince uh, Sr. becomes the boxing booker at Turner Stadium in Washington, and when he attempted to point someone to the position, he was roundly turned down. Uh, (laughs) People believing there is little value left in sport in, in D.C. was such... Uh, with wrestling being doing so well. So this is how good wrestling's doing in the 50s. They're thinking about stopping boxing. But Vince Sr. is... This is where he really gets his name for himself because he promotes a rivalry between Gene Smith and Jimmy Cooper, which uh, leads to a July 21st match at Griffin Stadium, and he gets 7,500 people to attend. Now, that's a great, great number for that time, especially being that... Wrestling is doing so well in the area, and people are thinking, why would people see boxing when they could just see a full card of wrestling where you know every match is going to be entertaining? That's the thing about wrestling. No one really talks about why do people watch fake sports, because it's fun. Every single match is fun, and it serves a purpose. 
And if you can convince somehow, if you somehow can convince someone that the theater they're watching is really happening, that must have been a great experience for those people. Yeah, it's also like, this is also not fun, exciting boxing of 2020. This is 1950s to not that well-worked-out concussed Irishmen are both half-blind because they fought yesterday, wandering around a, a ring just going, I could have been a farmer. Yeah, exactly. This is another thing is that these people aren't going all out because they have to fight twice more that month. So this is when every boxing historian really likes the 50s because people had to fight so much that the defense was really good. But of course, the antithesis to that is that people were just sparring because they needed 500 bucks three times to support their family. Anyone who YOLO. anyone who loves boxing, like a boxing journalist, boxing historian, always in a human piece of shit. Like they're always just. <laughs> I like stuff. They're fine. No, no, that guy who always has a, sh- a fucking cigar and that stupid fedora hat. What's his fucking name? Burt Sugar, also a leading wrestling uh, wrestling oh, journalist at the time. Don't get me wrong, wrestling journalists also, and we're we are technically wrestling journalists, so I count us. No, we're not. Yes, we are. No, journalists stand by their... Journalists stand by their opinions. (laughs) And they also never say a source. You literally give the first and last name of everybody. You are are a gossip queen. If we actually had something to break on this show, you would give their first, last name when they told you and give their their phone number out as a tweet. I would do all of that. Yeah, you're fair. This guy told me that the new booker of the NWA is going to be Trevor Murdoch. Here's his phone number <laughs> and his blood type if you want to steal his blood somehow. My friend Dylan, his phone number is 647. Um, I'm not going to give your actual phone number out. And he thinks that Trevor Murdoch's going to be the booker, so I'm just going to say that that's true. Yeah, we should just... The conspiracy review. Ooh, this conspiracy makes me hard. All of them. <laughs> Vince Senior even booked fucking Luthez, goddamn. Of course. Cool. Luthez and... The NWA... Imagine Luthez and Vern Gagne just talking. How fucking boring and weird that would be. Well, it would just be each one of them just being like, I, I could wrestle you. Yeah, 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 that's exactly... They would be out... Yeah, how many... I could wrestle How many you. sandwiches did you eat for lunch? Eight? Pa ha 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 That's what I had for a snack. I had ten. <laughs> If you eat more sandwiches, you're more of a man. That's how things work in the 50s. Yeah, everything is measured on sandwiches because we were sexually repressed. <laughs> Vince Sr. ends up in a wrestling war. Ooh, cool. yeah. It's a wrestling war in the 50s. Against so Ray Fabiani. Yeah, it's a wrestling war in the 50, 50s, so it involves car bombs. It's basically car like bombs, the troubles. And I assume Lanny Poffo's dad is in here somewhere. Oh, just Angelo Poffel in the middle of it trying to sell cigarettes? Every, yeah, every single... Please, guys, buy these Marlboros. Every wrestling feud just has Angelo Poffo in there for some reason. Why are you here, Angelo? <laughs> oh, I was just trying to get some people to buy these turnips I found in a farmer's field, and now I'm on both people's sides. <laughs> I got these jeans I'm trying to sell. Levis jeans. Levi's? No, no. There's six E's in these. Levis jeans. Angelo Poffo. Angelo Poffo is the Peter Baelish of the wrestling world. <laughs> Ray Fabiani signs a forty-year-old, a forty-one-year-old uh, Joe Lewis in order to grab headlines, 
and just spent money in the wrong way, and he was quickly fucking destroyed. Destroyed by Vince Sr. But Fabiani was also working with the NWA, and McMahon was getting his talent from Toots Mont. And Toots was maintaining a presence in New York, um, but (laughs) despite being bankrupted in 1954, because I think maybe... Do you think maybe Vince learned knew who Toots Mond was and was like, "Who's that man, try begging for money and then immediately using that money to book a stadium?" That's Toots Mondet, son. Never be that man. Mm. I think that's a very accurate thing. Is that Toots Mondet was very much the um, archetype of a lot of other territorial wrestling promoters, and Vince McMahon Senior was raised around the fucking chaos of that guy. And so went a different way in an attempt to be different. And that difference was steak, bowel cancer, and not paying anyone. Goddamn right. Vince Sr. also first guy to put his main event on television, which was seen as a risky strategy. But then it turns out people wanted to see more of it, and they all came out to the arena. Isn't that fucking insane? I absolutely love wrestling promoters not understanding if you show something on te- the I, the difference between televised and live, like I love that they're just like, well, if they see it once, they'll never want to see it again. Yeah, you're right. Because a rematch, has, a sequel, a rematch has never fucking sold more things. You fucking idiots. Well, that's the whole thing, right? They they're viewing this like sports, where sports would have blackouts if you're too close to the arena. There's a blackout radius, so you have to go to the stadium, so you can't just sit and watch it on TV. Versus Vince Senior somehow viewing this as theater, which is why wouldn't if I'm gonna have fucking I Love Lucy? Of course, I want Ricardo Montalban on the show. You can't just be like, no, go to I Love Lucy live to see Ricardo Montalban. That makes no fucking sense. But they don't the yeah. Sorry, I was about to get into NFL blackout rules, and I was like, that's not important to what we're talking about. Keep going. No, it's not. Vince, of course, Vince Sr. uses good versus evil and does the classic wrestling thing, uh, which might not be a classic, which wasn't classic back then, which was get a guy who's white, but who tans okay, and make him <laughs> a different race. Love it! Cool. That man? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Bruno Sammartino's real name? Chris Williams, and he is <laughs> five foot one. But it's just like uh, Carl Von Hess, who was Frank Fake Eddie. <laughs> but he played a Nazi, and then the other heels were uh, the Gallagher brothers and Hans Schmidt, and they faced uh, faces which included Antonio Roca, Red Bastine, and Dick Steinborn, because no one couldn't have a silly name. <laughs> Toots. Telling Dick what to do. (laughs) Go get me Steinborn. Where is he? Ah, he's down at a dock playing dice with some Hungarians, Jews, Hungarian Jews. Um, He's down playing dice by the docks with Penis (laughs) O'Houlihan, Tits Anderson, Big Full Juicy Breasts Stevens, and Shits His Pants. Davidson. There's old watermelon piss McGillicuddy. There's Jimmy sucks knobs likes boogers. <laughs> yeah. McGee. Uh, and let's not forget about Martin Christopher shit pants invented that fuck your mother Ahula yeah. man. Um, well, he, why is your name Blowjobs? Because it's a it's a Polish name. Yeah. It's it's Holabs. Yeah. It means finder of the wheat. Um. 
<laughs> I also want to just talk it about... It must suck to, like, have that happen, though. You just go... Like, imagine uh, you went to another country, like, you moved to another country, learned another language. You're just like, whatever, I'm going to do this. And you find out John just means, like, vigorous ass-fucking. Oh, I knew... A, <laughs> Everyone's just laughing in your face. A friend of mine named... Uh, Nem, his sister, they were Serbian. His sister was dating a guy named Scott, and his whole family were like, What? Because Scott in Serbian means like, essentially, like, you fucking idiot. Like, Scott. <laughs> yeah, what if your name was a racial slur? Well, <laughs> that, that, was, that was the conundrum of a, a lot of dogs faced in the 70s. I got news for you. You meet any American. You, playing playing the porno game, which is where you, the the name of your first dog, the name of your first pet, and your street name. Playing that game with a lot of men from America, from the Midwest or the South, you're getting slurs in that first name. <laughs> like my friend, yeah, because they didn't think they'd have to say their uh, dog's name outside of the home. No, they, they they did, and they were happy to. My like my friend's uncle. We were playing this game one time at a, like a crazy chalet party. And that guy was, he was 20 years older than A chalet party. That's right. We went into the woods. and A Swiss chalet party? No, it was an A-frame house in the middle of the woods that was nicknamed the Chalet de Sex. And it was, uh, at, it was at a private school. And we got, I got, so, I got drunk, so drunk within an hour, I couldn't get off the kitchen floor. But I got a big old straw cause I, and I kept partying. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, I don't fuck around. Um... Anyway, that guy was there, and we played the porno game, and his porno name was N-Word Pine. No, yeah. man. Yeah. His name was Nigel Pine. Yeah, his name was Nigella Pine. But that's what I wanted to say is, Vince Year also was fucking blessed by, he had a fucking cadre of legendary talent in this decade, because he has the Graham brothers, Dick the Bruiser, and uh, Raka, who are all still discussed by wrestling nerds now. And there's not huge amounts of 1950s wrestlers. Killer Kowalski as well, as well and Yukon Eric. All these huge territorial stars that were essentially creating the angles that they're still doing now were all in and around New York in this time frame. And part of that was because they were and he a media hub. You had television promoting it for other performers, all that stuff, but still... Quite important, quite impressive. And the other thing is that he sees wrestling in a different way than the NWA because the NWA still wants that champion that can defend the belt, quote unquote, and all this other bullshit versus Vince Sr. smartly sees, I don't need the NWA champion, really. I'll just make my own champion and make him an individual. And it matters more that he's a star than the champion because you can sell an entire... Interesting how quickly the... The battle lines are drawn between essentially New York and the NWA by Senior and the NWA Commission, and they essentially play out for the next fucking 70 years. Yeah, and you can also, if the, if the NWA, if your champion is a, a babyface, then the NWA, you can usually just tag with the NWA champion, then they're friends, and it's not an issue of who would win in a fight. Yeah. You know? Anyway, Tootsmont uh, is fucking up at Madison Square Garden. And it leads to a dwindling attendance, and it's handed over pretty much, well, not handed over to Vince Sr., but Vince Sr. is helping out just to promote. Just to promote, and this is where Vince Sr. Uh, has less hubris than his son, of course, 
is that Vince Sr. Um, hires a new booker instead of just booking it himself. Makes, what he does is... Uh, what a smart man. Yeah, he just hires a new booker because Toots Monded has lost his golden thumb. And thumb? Pen? Or whatever. His golden thumb. His golden fingerprint. I got to tell you, when you said golden thumb, I was like, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Who fucking knows? It's hard to do these when you just, when you kind of know most of their faces. Like, I've been trying to envision everyone's different face, and it's always a sepia background and a man who looks like he works out, but not too much, and and a solid haircut. Everyone's eyes tells you, I don't know how to smile. Yeah. Can I stop taking this photo now? I want to have a cigarette. Yeah. When you guys are all done talking, I want to go smoke. Filters. (laughs) I'm not a baby. (laughs) So Charles Johnston is the promoter that he hires, and this gets gets attendance up pretty quickly. Like, they were at under 7,000 people in October, and pretty quickly, like six months later, they were up around 10,000. So that's a pretty immediate... uh, turnaround and what happens basically is Vince Sr. just pushes Antonio Roca. I shouldn't say Vince Sr. Tootsman and Charles Johnston push Antonio Roca and they get 10,000 in with uh, with babyface versus heel. Super simple stuff. Antonio Roca versus Dick the Bruiser. Easy stuff. And also the idea of New York is a melting pot lets appeal to not just uh, white men. Which really flew in the face of how Vince's senior son would... Um uh like the world to be but that's the whole thing it's like this kind of sounds fucked up and i'm sure we'll talk about this at vince vince senior part two we're gonna talk about it right now but vince jr's fresh pair of eyes on wrestling is like dad white people (laughs) they don't like no literally it's like it's the 80s we don't like italians anymore what are you talking about they're such good people dad i don't like them yeah they they stinky they stinky, Daddy. Tomatoes are a shitty fucking food, and pasta makes you fat. Yeah. I like lean meats, no condoms, and... No sauce. Never learning anyone's name. I guarantee Vince McMahon's the kind of guy that doesn't like ketchup. He's one of those fucking assholes. Yeah. Guarantee, no cheeseburger. He has, If he's having a hamburger, he's taking the top bun off, no pickle, no ketchup, no lettuce, no tomato, just meat on bread, and he's not finishing the bread like a real piece of shit. <laughs> so, of course, Vince Jr. is nobody. He's just some dude who did good in Washington. So now people are getting jealous of him, of course, I love uh, being able I love to wrestling. book the MSG. This is anywhere, though. Like, if some dude shows not up. me, man. And also, since it's probably nepotism is thought, oh, even yeah. though this guy's clearly getting results, like, he's clearly raised the gate by 50% since he's been there in a short time, but they don't care. I love that wrestling hasn't changed at all. Oh, that guy's doing a good thing here? Oh, we hate him now. Now, The world hasn't changed at all, man. Like, anytime someone does anything good, the fucking, the jealousy, the sea of jealous, bro. Not me, man. Anyway, 1956. I accept you, Dylan. (laughs) 1956, NWA has an antitrust uh, investigation which is shrugged off by the Department of Justice, which must have been the weirdest one because they were like, hey, you control this com- uh, this uh, this industry. And they're like, what industry? It's real. <laughs> we can beat you up, the judge. <laughs> they're just so aggressively trying to prove it's not fake. 
That's so funny. I love the I love by the way like how quickly and forever everyone's been obsessed with trying to prove that wrestling is fake. Like that they were just like all right, well we've we've cracked the mafia. Get the Senate subcommittee back together. We got one more fucking nut to fucking crack. That is crazy because remember do you remember the, there was an interview a couple of years ago I forget who it was, but like Larry King people were talking about wrestling and Larry King. <laughs> I forget who it was. I Man, I wish I... Because it was a serious issue, too. It was either about steroids or something. It was like of the wake of the Benoit murder. And they were talking about, like, wrestling being fake. And then Larry King was like... The, like, the wrestlers were talking about matter-of-factly. And then Larry King was like, so you're saying it's fake? Like, he thought it got a... He got a huge... He's like... <laughs> he got a huge fucking scoop by these wrestlers tell it, not telling him that they were actually mad at each other. When it was, like, The Undertaker who was, like, in a hoodie. You know what I mean? It's so good. Um, it's also what's even better is of course the time Larry King said that the show Seinfeld was cancelled to Jerry Seinfeld and Jerry Seinfeld essentially melts down explaining that that's it's the best thing in the world he says that Seinfeld was cancelled yeah he said two si- oh and then your show was cancelled in 1999 and he was like what are you talking about no it was not and he was like oh it was though. like Larry King there's a reason why CNN cancelled his show and that's because Larry King has a kind of lost his mind. Like he's not senile. Yeah, he's he's just he's an old he's man. He's just in his nineties and can't give a fuck. The DJ Khaled thing is still very good. Where DJ Khaled's telling him about how he you know rose to the top of or right started selling millions of albums and then Larry King just goes and why are you overweight? <laughs> <laughs> DJ Khaled just answers. He's like, well, I eat a lot of candy. Very funny. Hey, listen, Jer- DJ Khaled, it's interesting. Eats a lot of candy, eats no pussy. <laughs> yeah, of course not. What does that mean? You do? All the time. What are you, a loser? 1956, Madison Square Garden, they draw 19,000 people. What's on the top of the card? And Angela Rocca with Vern Gagne Woo! to beat Hans Schmidt. To be the Nazis, Hans Schmidt, who's a Canadian, and Carl von Hess, who's an American. Also, it took uh, this is great. A lot of convincing for um, Gagne to get in the ring with Anto- uh, with Rocca because he was very concerned that it was he would quote unquote catch diarrhea. Vern <laughs> Gagne was, of course, a man from Minnesota who I guarantee right now would have. I guarantee if Vern Gagne was alive, he would have. Uh, live-in nurse staff to keep him alive that would be of Hispanic or um, Islamic heritage, and he would be vocal about not liking Trump to them, not understanding why that was a bit fucking bizarre. Let me tell you what's wrong with this fucking country, Consuela, is these goddamn fucking immigrants. That's what he would scream at someone who uh, he signed the green card application for. Of course, and also Donald Trump, uh, he would have seen as an immigrant because he's German. <laughs> yeah. He's the kind of guy who would be like, the goddamn Ukrainians. Too many of them. Oh, what? yeah, that's very good. If I wanted to vote for a fucking so, Hungarian, I'd have Borscht run for the fucking office, you fuck. <laughs> the NWA created a two-title title storyline. This is in the wake of the antitrust suit between Edwin Carpentier and Luthez to stimulate attendance because uh, attendance is down all over the place except for New York City because Vince McMahon Sr. knows, as his son will just learn by proxy, that get a big man who's 
plays to the crowd and not a guy who holds a waistlock for 35 motherfucking minutes. Nice. And you got yourself some pro wrestling. I like that. Which I think is interesting that the NWA now, NWA Power, is almost taking the exact opposite tact. Because now they have all the guys who are who can talk and who showboat to the crowd and don't do that much in the ring. And every other company has... Well, I mean, actually, no. I mean, the WWF obviously has um, the biggest names. But uh, if you look at the NWA versus AEW, AEW has the guys who are like, this guy did nine flips. Look how... Look how pretty the flips were. Anyway, James Storm just called a guy a sissy, and now he's lifted his leg up. He's done for the night. So, latter half of 1957, Toots Mondit's shitty booking becomes too much to reckon with for Vince Sr., and he full-on just brings another booker in. Do you wonder if Vince Jr. now looks in the mirror and goes, I'm Toots Monding it because he's got dementia and doesn't really remember the story from his dad because he thought that Toots was doing a great job? I think that... First of all, it's toots, not toots. No, it's toots. Toots Mont. It's it's toots. No, it's toots. Toots Mondit is probably why Vince McMahon Tuts. thinks farts are so funny. Yeah, toots Mondit uh, is pronounced okay. Double O's extra T. Um, yeah, he's probably uh, Vince McMahon hates his dad so much that he's now just trying to live his life like Tootsie Mootsie, who is his dad's secret. Tootsie Mootsie. <laughs> yeah. Vince McMahon Jr. loves T-Bone Medindone more than he loves his own father. VMJ. I really want to get to know why he hates the junior part so good. It's going to be so fun. But anyway, Johnny Doyle comes in, baby. Johnny Doyle comes in. There's only one man that can replace Toots Mont, and that's a guy who sounds like a porn star from the 30s. Mm. (laughs) Capital ankle. We're going to have Madam. Yeah. Ooh, I can't wait to Roger you with the end being a baby, of course. Yeah. Let's get married and then immediately have some delicious anal sex. <laughs> I'm going to come in your butt, you see? Yeah. I'm going to put some white stuff in the garbage. <laughs> ah. That's how they said it in the 30s. Yeah. God doesn't look in the garbage. He's too busy looking in the garbage. <laughs> so... 1957, August 1st, the trio, McMahon, Mondit, and Johnny Doyle founded the, Ca- founded the Capital Wrestling Corporation. This, of course, they're distancing themselves from the NWA, but also helping them because they're fo- forming another corporation. They had a roster of 16, six headliners, and 10 enhancement talent. This is the this is the true beginning of the WWWWF. So, for all the people that say the WWWWF started... In the early 60s, 1963, with uh, Buddy Rogers, you are correct, but basically it forms out of this antitrust suit. Yeah, it's... Form, uh, put like against it- the NWA, because as soon as the government hears about some carnies emulating the mob, they're probably not going to be like, I think we're shutting this fucking thing down. Yeah, I think it's time to get in. What's that? You guys are essentially gambling on something that you've rigged? That's a variety of things that we we definitely aren't getting the tax money for. So, time to shut you down. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And that's where we're going to leave off this with the form of the Capital Wrestling Corporation, and we're going to come back with Vince McMahon Sr. Part 2. You fucking losers. I can't wait. Dylan. Next week. Favorite part of uh, Vince McMahon Senior the Early Years. Vince McMahon's Senior the Early Years? What's my favorite part? 
I mean, there was so much he did. No, he probably reviving Madison Square Garden for wrestling. That's the thing. All the things he did are so important to wrestling as a whole. Yeah, it's- and the worst thing he did, I guess, is uh, have Rod. I mean... What are we doing here? Yeah, again, I have to agree completely. The worst thing they did was have two sons. Um, he should have stopped. Yes, there you go. Should have stopped after one. That would have probably made Vince a lot better, more of a better person. As who, uh, Pony, he had a second kid threw the baby at Vince and went, "Yeah, I had to jizz again in your dumb mother just to make something to make up for you." <laughs> here's why I'm thinking. Here's uh, here's what I'm saying. Best thing about Vince McMahon Senior, uh, by the way, um, fact that he fucked. A woman more than once. That's always great. That's <laughs> that's pretty sick. That's so, I think man, Vince Senior cool. and also and then Lee. That's a, that that guy's a fucking badass. <laughs> What's that? We're married. You're married and have two kids, and you need me for financial support because it's the fifties. Uh, well, guess what? I'm uh, done with this. Uh, blah 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 blah. No, that's clearly the worst part. It's yeah, and it's also like you can't even send a check home. You have to send an envelope full of money through the mail. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, it's just not getting there. You know what I mean? There's just no way this, it's getting. This strikes there. me as a time. It's being stolen. Oh, the postman is a, he's as crooked as a one-legged dog who's got a piss in the wind. Just or give it, give in your mail. Here's some money. That's my money. You have no mail. Yeah. Cool. Oh, is the mail coming today? Well, I'm a man. That's spelled M-A-L-E. <laughs> it's not. Uh, best. Th- oh, so you've had sex before? Then where are your kids? I don't have any kids. You're a virgin then. That's what they used to do before 1993. This is a fun thing that, again, I've been laying on my back watching television for fucking five days. One of the things I learned is uh, uh, sex out of wedlock, uh, totally fine in Wales until the uh, uh, early 19th century. Before, really? Before then, they were like, yeah, 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 no, no, no. Just go. If you're Basically, it's like, you're a farmer? Fuck away. Because the concept was just you're like... the backbone of this goddamn country. It's basically, you need, we need workers. That's how you get workers. Yeah, you, we're going to look the other way. You don't need to marry the church. The, like, the whole church marrying thing was all for only the aristocracy. Anyone who was just a serf or what, is just like fucking not a way, boys. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. We're going to fucking stop now, and we're going to thank you guys so much for waiting for this beautiful motherfucking episode of the wrestler review please turn off the zoom we're gonna let loose some cum we'll be back next week mm-hmm. for a man who let loose some cum that later became a man who financially contributed to the trump presidency and supports a uh, horrible regime in saudi arabia cool i mean isn't that great yeah oh yeah it's just phenomenal what a good man. What a good son he had. So we're going to do this, which we always do. Please follow us on Twitter at Wrestler Review, at Dylan Gott on Twitter, at the John Hastings on Twitter. You can get us on Instagram at Wrestler Review, the Wrestler Review podcast on Facebook. And if you guys want to donate, of course, patreon.com backslash Wrestler Review. That's patreon.com backslash Wrestler Review. Come to our house. Kiss us on the peenie or the boom boom. Who knows? Bye bye. We love you. Kiss me on the cheek. Face cheek or butt cheek. Ha <laughs> ha.